0: Hi, Snack Queens. Welcome back to It's Snack Time. Hey, Annie, how are you doing? Hi, Sophia. Hi, Snack Queens. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: We're so excited for our guest today. Today, we have Lex on the podcast. Hi, Lex. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi, girls. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and chat with the Snack Queens.
1: (laughs) Right back at you. We are so excited to have you. So we're just going to Go right into it. Let's just start with. Have you always been into fitness in your childhood and different sports? All of that?
2: I think I didn't realize like how much fitness is both mental and physical until a little bit later on in life. I've, yeah, I've always done sports, um, but dance was quickly my favorite. So I was dancing from a little girl, but then started taking it seriously around, probably sixth or seventh grade and then from there that was really my main um, focus and I knew I wanted to do it professionally so got really serious started competing Um, and it was funny I've talked about this a lot with fellow dancers and I think the culture has changed a little bit but it used to be where it was just like however you could be thin and um basically do as much cardiovascular you know dance 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 as possible but the focus was never on strength it was just on like aesthetic and being able to make it through you know a three minute number without you know with your stamina maintaining so i wish and i think that it shifted because i do actually still teach at a dance studio occasionally um we definitely do focus on you know like just planks and like holding different positions and really gaining strength overall versus just like cardio 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 uh because it was so important because later on in my dance career when i was professionally dancing i kept getting injured and even in college like we we would dive into it they would encourage us because i uh went to college for dance they would encourage us to go to the gym but they never really gave us a foundation or, like, taught us how to train our bodies to work out, which is so, I think, important to anyone um, that wants to move their body. I wish they would teach it more. You would think in, like, gym class or something, but I don't even, maybe I don't remember, but... I really feel like it was something that would have been valuable. So I kept getting injured, kept getting injured. And that's really how I got into fitness is because I was like, well, clearly something's wrong because my muscles aren't trained properly. I'm not strong enough to do a push up, to do all of these things that now, as the intensity of dance was becoming, I needed to meet that level and I wasn't able. So I was in a lot of physical therapy and they really were training me basically in Pilates. So I was basically doing Pilates and physical therapy. And I was like, well, I really like this. Um, I want to get into this more. And I'm, I'm a pretty competitive person. So when I realized that, I, I don't think I really realized I wasn't strong for a really long time. I was just like, I'm a dancer. I'm flexible. I can kick my face. You know, I can do cardio for hours. But then like the actual strength part was really lacking. So it all came together. And that's really how fitness became super important in my life.
1: That's really awesome. I like that's how, the way that you told that story because I think it's really relatable, even for myself and a lot of our peers. I was a long distance swimmer and I was like, I can race a mile, I can beat people swimming a mile. I cannot do a push up to save my life. Like, I couldn't do a push up. And I never, I remember switching swim clubs and my coach emphasizing, like, running and doing push-ups and holding planks and things like that. And I was like, why are we doing this? I can already swim for hours. Why am I wasting my time? But that's so true because now I'm into lifting weights and it took me so long to get into that because I had no idea what I was doing and I had never worked my body that way. So I like the way that you told that story. I feel like that makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. Thanks. I think people nowadays we're teaching our children I think younger and younger to realize that it all goes hand in hand especially from the mental aspect as well but it is kind of crazy that back in the day like yeah you're right why why am I doing a push-up if I'm trying to swim across a pool you know like we didn't put that connection together and now I think it's more more common and um which is exciting because now people are you know really realizing how important it is
1: yeah absolutely so now you're in the fitness world you're still coaching dancing a little bit but how did you get into like the exact industry that you're in now how did that kind of come to fruition
2: yes so I was living in New York professionally dancing going to auditions and was just really exhausted from the hustle culture of what I was doing there uh, I had been dancing my entire life, like I said, in and out of injuries. So I was going to physical therapy and I just wanted to change. So I, I figured I would still dance, but I would just go to L.A., but I've never been to L.A. Uh, so that was like a big shift from New York City. So I up and moved to L.A. and a lot of dancers, you know, transition or do part time Fitness and still go to auditions. So that was really how I discovered Body by Simone, um, which I actually haven't told this story in so long, but it's a good story for motivation. Um, I auditioned for Body by Simone right when I got to LA, and I was told myself, I'm like, I'm going to get that. And like, that'll have. You know I mean making some source of income while I try to get on my feet here and not like use up all my savings, whatever. And I go to the audition and I make it through the first round. and then the second round, I got cut. And I was like shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is this isn't meant to be. Like I've gotta go back to New York. Like I really thought like this was gonna be like, yep, this is meant to be. I'm gonna work here, whatever. I think it's just important to always follow up, always follow through, never, you know, be too proud to put yourself out there. And this is, I think, the way I've lived my entire career here in L.A. Uh, And I emailed them. I don't even think I had their email. I think I looked up, like, whatever the basic, you know, assistant email was to Body by Simone. I emailed them and I said, thank you so much for your time today. You know, if you're ever looking for someone to work the front desk, or, you know, I'm, I love your community and I want to be a part of it. And lo and behold, a few hours later, I get an email from them saying, Alexis, we're so happy you reached out. We made a mistake today. You know, we want you to come back in. Can you come back in tomorrow morning and chat with Simone? And I'm like, freaking out. I'm like, yes, of course. And, um, I go in the next day, it was just me. So I don't really, I still to this day, I don't think I've ever asked them if it was a mistake. Like they just didn't call my number. You know how it is when you're at an audition and you have numbers and like things, they don't know who you are and whatever. So, um, they called me back in and I got the job right then and there. She had me do like a sequence for her, walk her through like a little series, uh, and, I can't really remember exactly. It was a long time ago. If they got the job right there or if they emailed me and said you got the job, but I got it and it I just it just proved to me and I think it's really how I've done everything in LA since, is that like, you know, everyone's trying to do the same thing. Everyone's just trying to like put their foot in you know, that's why people are living in LA, right? It's so expensive. There's so many other places you could be living, but you're here for the experience and and to put yourself out there. And, you know, I could have been like super embarrassed and, you know, not told anyone and been like, yeah, whatever. But I was like, no, I'm going to put myself out there. Maybe I work the front desk. Maybe I get my foot in through the door, know some people. And I, and I got the job. So anyways, that's, I started working at Body by Simone and that's really where my fitness journey began. Um, got certified in Pilates. Um, I got my personal training certification and just kind of, started to really dive into that world. And then I don't think I really took a step back from dance until like probably a year or two really into fitness. And I was like, yeah, I think I want to do this. But then I didn't know how to scale it. And then COVID. And then that's how I really started my own business.
0: It's so interesting because I feel like being an entrepreneur, you have to have like that mindset going into it where we get rejection all the time and you kind of have to pivot. Do you think that your dance career – made you more resilient to that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm a very sensitive person.
2: But over, over the years of just auditions and being told no, and, you know, they always say, you know, get told no nine times, and then you get that one yes, right? Like, and I really do think that that pushed me to my dad's always taught me to like, just reach out, who cares, like, everyone's just trying to like, figure it out. No one knows what they're doing, you know, so I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, why not like email the front desk? Like who, you know, if you're looking for someone, whatever, I auditioned with you guys today and that's exactly what I did. And yeah, definitely. I think you just have to have thick skin and tough skin with dancing. Um, there's just a lot of comparison and a lot of no's that, are, that you're told. So, and I think that's the same thing with entrepreneurship. Like in the beginning, I, you know, I don't have all the followers or whatever. I didn't have like the status, quote unquote, but. Um, and you just have to know in your heart that you're good at what you're doing and like that you can own it and you walk into a room confidently. And I think that's, what's really important.
0: Speaking yeah. of confidence, that was actually in my next question to you. So this fits right in. Yeah. I've, I've been following you for a while and um, that's why I thought you would be such a great candidate uh, to speak for hashtag no filter. You seem on your Instagram so confident with your body your fitness your food were you always like that oh my gosh no way um (laughs) I don't I think I don't
2: really know if there was like one moment where I had an epiphany of like this is your body this is your face this is who you are and like you're not gonna have any other options in life (laughs) like it just was Um, And I think with living in LA, it was even exacerbated because there's so many people using filters and just creating a fake aesthetic for their life. I mean, I have, and I'm sure hundreds of girls have stories, but like LA really is like this wannabe try hard culture that like everyone's trying to fit into this mold and look like they have all this money in the world and live this incredible lavish life. And a lot of it isn't realistic and it isn't. Uh, factual and I think I just had to know that like I'm a good person and like the right people will find me and I'll find the right people in my life um but with confidence I I I think it really just took time with social media specifically um in the beginning I was so 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 insecure about uh hometown because I come from a small hometown so that was the people that I was like, oh my gosh, they're probably judging me because again, I didn't have like the amount of following that I do now. And I think every small creator that has ever became big or quote me, you know, made it, you have to just push past that uncomfortable, weird point point. But if you believe in what you're doing and you really know that, like you, you know, you can change people's lives with this or whatever, or you love the product or anything like that, you just have to put that at the forefront of your mind because um, there's always going to be judgment. There's always going to be people who think you're cringe or whatever. Uh, but then it's funny because once you start to take those steps forward and people start recognizing you, you get brand awareness, whatever then people want to like come back and be like, Oh, you're so cool. Like I want to be friends with you or whatever. And it's like, you just have to smile and laugh and be like, okay, like I knew what I was doing was like in my heart, good and true. Um, But it definitely took a long time. And unfortunately it does take, you know, growth. you You have to feel like you're growing in order to build that confidence. Um, but now i think uh i think performing really helped me as well like i performed my whole life i was in musical theater so you kind of just have to put yourself out there i'm so happy if any parents or you know future moms to be are listening to this even if you don't want your child to be a dancer or performer i think like theatrics and dancing and just like putting yourself out there as a child is so important because i was shy for sure but it just forces you to like, get yourself out there and be, you know, in front of people and talk and speak. And so now when I walk into a room to teach or a big event, or, uh, you know, I'm confident with that, because I don't know, it's only, I'm only one person, I don't know, it's it's me and I just own it. And yeah, so it's taken a really long time. But I appreciate you saying that because it's definitely not always been that way.
0: I want to get really specific for someone that is struggling with confidence. and just, and just self-love in general. Do you have any tools in your toolbox that you use like on a daily basis?
2: So I think one thing that I have, and I know this isn't realistic for everyone, but if you can even just limit your, your time, your usage on social and follow people that really do inspire you and that make you feel good about yourself because the, the filter situation is out of control and the way people distort themselves is it, it just our perception of reality is just completely skewed unfortunately and even it's, it's really funny on TikTok you can't even tell because the filters are like hidden so it's like it, not that it matters but I can't believe that people can talk to a camera looking completely different and and feel that that's like what i want to put out into the world for the future generations i just it and it and then you and then you can't even see yourself as a like in the mirror because it's like oh, i don't want to look like that like it's just it, it's so crazy so anyways i have two phones and i have one phone for social media and that kind of stuff and then i have my other phone for emails and texting and calling so i really try as much as i can if you follow me you know that i post kind of in batch so like I'll get on social media for about an hour and I'll like post my stories from the day I'll post maybe a reel or something but I try my best not to just sit there and scroll unfortunately with the way Instagram is shifting as a creator I have to kind of be on social to know the trends to know what is you know people are into um, so I have to pay attention but I try as best as I can to limit that because it just, it becomes so consuming and then you can't even let your own creativity flow because there's so much in, I, you can't even scroll on Instagram without just being completely consumed with a million different ideas and things. And it's good for a time being, but really trying to limit, uh, that has helped me, uh, be more confident in what I'm putting out there. Because if if you look at A, B, C, D and they're doing the same thing as you, but maybe a little bit better in your opinion, or they have more engagement or they have more followers, then your confidence is going to decrease because you're like, well, I, who am I, you know? But again, like if you know your niche or whatever you are trying to do in life is true to you and you're, you know, you might not be, you know, trying to grow a community, but you might be trying to grow a product or anything like that. And you believe in it. Um, then the people will come, it will just, it will happen for you because, um, you know, what you're doing is true to you. So I think just limiting, I mean, I know that's very cliche, but just limiting. I try to have two, even if you have an iPad or something and like, that's when you get on social media, but like, I don't even have social media apps on my main phone. Um, So that has helped me because, gosh, it seems like social media is just at an all time high of cons- consumption. I can't believe how much of my life I feel like I need to record in order to stay relevant. And it and it's my job. It's how I connect with people. It's how I get new people on my platform. But oh my gosh, at times I'm like, whoa, this is so crazy making a big announcement or anything like you you make it to the world now it's not just like your close friends and family it's like the world so one day at a time with that and i just try to as best as i can balance i definitely pay attention to like the screen time you know on the phone of my social media and i you know you can go in and limit it now um so yeah i go on social media with the intent of a creator mind of how can i create content versus always just consuming and comparing and like, you know, wishing I had that life or something like that. So yeah.
1: Yeah. The thing with social media that I think Sophia and I are really learning recently is like, if you don't have tunnel vision on what you want to be doing, there's always going to be someone doing something better. And there's, it's going to be a never ending cycle of comparison. It doesn't matter if it's our personal Instagrams, if it's snack with Instagram, it doesn't matter. It's like, there's always something every single person could be doing better quote unquote. Like it's it's never ending. And it's like, it's like the never ending scrolling on TikTok. It's just like you'll always find a new trend you want to do. You'll always find a new sound you should be using, a new hashtag, whatever it is. And it's just never ending. And that's what it's created to be and it's what's made makes it so beautiful. But it also makes it so hard to stay relevant and like become relevant, especially with us like starting something so new. So yeah, that's a really important topic for people to be more aware about.
2: Totally. Yeah. Since I've gotten an assistant and then I have two girls that help me with like email marketing now and everything they have, both, all of them have really helped me be like social. I've used social media as a job. If you're on social media for fun, amazing. But you know, just again, limit the time. Cause again, you can just continue to scroll, continue to scroll on the, the comparison, the perception, everything starts to shift, but they have really helped me. Okay we're going to do an hour of planned social media time. We're going to see what we want to create and look at it more as like, okay, this is my hour of my job versus an hour of just like scrolling and, you know, seeing who's doing it better, you know, like, no, how can I take what I do and create something that's trending or cute? I mean, everyone's not copying each other, but everyone's using these sounds and then putting it towards what they do. So, um, That's the way Instagram is now, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is. Um, Okay, so super quickly, we want to kind of take people through like a rundown of your day. So maybe just like bullet points. Like I know you're an entrepreneur. What does a day in the life look like? We know you have your hour, social media, all of that. So like rapid fire.
2: (laughs) Rapid fire. Okay. I wake up Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Alarm clock goes off most morning yeah every single morning 7 a.m i am teaching online for my platform move with lex so move by lexfish is my app so people do it on demand but then i have a live class every single morning on zoom and we're actually in the middle of or at the end of a july challenge which has been so beautiful so we've been doing like an on the go challenge Um, so classes have been a little bit shorter, more like 30 minutes for people who are traveling minimal equipment. It's been really fun, really beautiful. And then we've been doing like an evening class too. That's like 25 minutes. And it's just like really attainable and so nice to see everyone continuing to show up because they know that it's only 25 minutes versus like, I tend to sometimes push an hour class because I just love moving so much. Um, so I do that. And then, my kitty's somewhere around here. I I play with my kitty as much as I can before I have to head out the door. I love her so much. Um, I always pack a lunch, so I meal prep on Sundays. And then whether I'm heading out to Hot Pilates, which I teach in West Hollywood, Playa Vista, I teach um, an in-person class as well. Uh, On Thursdays, I teach at Aloe Yoga Corporate. So I head out the door at some point Um, every day looks a little bit different but and then I meet with my assistant two times a week and we'll do emails we'll do like I said now we have like literally an hour where we're filming content and then an hour where we're like creating and answering emails and um, planning new events and then I'm answering emails in terms of like uh, partnerships that brands want to work together with and Um, it's surprising. I never thought like content would be such work, but like to create a campaign and film it and write the caption and get it approved and then find the sound and everything. I I mean, you really have to admire these creators that are, you know, making it a full-time job because it really like you can laugh and think it's silly, but it really does take time, energy and effort. Um, I love cooking. So I pretty much Monday through Friday, try not to eat out. Um, I'll always pretty much have like a protein shake or like cottage cheese or something for breakfast. And then lunch and dinners I'll always um, make for myself sometimes the night before. And then I'll do like leftover meal prep the next day. So I love cooking, love going to farmer's markets. Uh, What else? I try to jump in the ocean like once a week. Um, cold water therapy is something that I'm super passionate about. It helps me like get out of a funk if I need to. I live, like I said, in Manhattan beach, so close to the water, And yeah, I think it's really important for myself to get out there as well. Like I said, I could stay in my house all day long and work and be alone, but I definitely try to at least one to two people a week. I try to go out who are kind of doing the same thing as I am. I think, you know, I go to as many events as I can. Like last weekend, there was an event in West Hollywood. I didn't really want to go because the drive is like, it's tough. But then, you know, leaving, talking to all these females, I had like six ideas in my head of things that I want to add to my platform and things I want to do uh, moving forward. So I think it's so important to connect, especially if you work from home and you're not, you know, seeing many people all day long, you know, make a a day date or a dinner date with a friend or someone who inspires you. Um, Yeah. And then that's about it.
0: (laughs) So you recently launched your own app. And Mm -hmm. I want to talk about it because I was telling you off here, off air how cool it is that we've been following each other for so long and seeing you like like progress into this is amazing and congratulations I want you to tell our listeners how they can be involved and what that app is all about
2: thank you so much I was just telling the girls who are doing my challenge uh it's taken me a really long time we've talked, I mean, a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome, but it's taken me a long time to admit to myself and to have the confidence to say, I have my own business, you know, to say like, I run this business every day. It's making me money. You know, like it's profitable. All of these things. I have an assistant. Like I still get a little bit shy about it because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have this actually. I taught at an event uh, for Gymshark the other week, and they hired me as the trainer. It was such an honor. It was for one of their big launches, and there was all of these girls. There are all these influencers, and you know, I'm saying my spiel, whatever. And I caught myself like not saying, "I have my own app." Uh, you know, like Move by Lexfish is my app, and I teach classes online virtually. Like I caught myself not wanting to like promote that. I think because LA, like I said, it's such like a pick me type of place. So it's like, if you don't mention like a hot name or a hot spot or something like that, people like don't know what you're talking about. So you have to kind of like name drop, I guess. But uh, yeah, anyway, so having the confidence to say that I have my own business has taken me a long time, but I finally feel like, yes, I have an app. I'm so proud of it. Teach, uh, like I said, live, Almost every morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. My app has a weekly schedule that I upload every single week. So basically, if you're an on demand person and you can't make the live classes, you can go onto the app and find the schedule that I created for you that is curated for the week. I upload two to three new classes per week on demand. Um, you can book the classes the live classes right from the app now which is just a new update which has been amazing you can see the live schedule under schedule you can see all the library there's like over I think 250 videos now and lastly there's programs so like I said we're in a program right now for July for on the go challenge but there's like I think six programs right now that I have listed that I've done in the past that you could if you wanted there's like 15 days to wellness and then there's like falling into move all of these different ones that would be great for people who just wanted to do it on their own time um and yeah so the app has been such a blessing that that came out maybe like a few months ago but we've had to do so many updates and it's still so crazy to say I have an app but now I mean it's like I think personally like one of the best fitness apps just with the the way that they offer scheduling and the filters and everything that you can do on it now. In the beginning, it was a little bit more basic, but now we've really amped it up. So I'm so grateful for the team behind the app um, and everything like that. But yeah, so you can access that through the app store. It's moved by Lexfish. If you want to drop into a live class, you can go to my website, Lexfish.com book a live class, uh, but you should be able to find everything there. I have a seven day free trial. So if you wanted to try out the app for the first time and take it on your own time, feel free to do that. I think that's it.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely link all of that in the show notes too. And it was so great chatting with you. I feel like we have so many more questions to ask you. So there might be a part two in Manhattan Beach since I'll be there soon. Thank you so much, Lex. Make sure to follow you guys. Um, her Instagram is Lex Fish. And yeah, we'll we'll link everything. And thank you so much, Lex.
2: Thank you, girls. It was so good chatting. Thank you. You guys soon. Text me when you're in Hermosa. Will too. <laughs> Bye. Good luck moving.